1: Kyle Krabs here host of locked on NFL scouting join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position by position analysis of the upcoming NFL draft check out the locked on NFL scouting podcast with the draft dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts you are locked on Packers your daily Green Bay Packers podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
0: R E L Be okay. It is time. It is time.
1: I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it.
0: You're Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook where we post all of our episodes. And you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find podcasts. You will find Locked on Packers, the show for Packer fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that at 920-341-3775. The Packers season ends on Sunday in Chicago on an unseasonably warm day in what was a seasonably normal game for the Green Bay Packers. They fall 24-17. to Of course, you are not listening to this show without already knowing that to be the case. And it's fitting, really, that it would end this way, to this team, in this situation. The Bears, this offseason, took advantage of a quarterback on a rookie contract, they took some big swings in free agency. The, the ones that have paid off the most have still not been worth the money, but they did make this team better. Moves that Green Bay has in the past been reluctant to make. They also are the team that usurped the Packers' place as front runner for Khalil Mack to make that deal in a move that solidified their defense as the league's best. And they are coached by a man who is the envy of the league. A man who comes from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Who finds ways every game to make things interesting. To be creative. To push things forward. To be what his offensive coordinator calls situationally unique. They have a quarterback who can turn any single play into a dynamic play with his feet, and can make throws on the run. This is a team that Green Bay has been in some form and could have been in another form. This was the team the Packers thought they were going to beat. This is the team the Packers tried to be. And this is the team that the Packers now are looking up at in the division saying, how do we beat that team? And last year, that was Minnesota. And it was clear that they were behind Minnesota in sheer talent. And they made, some, they made some moves to solidify that. And some of it worked and some of it didn't. The Jimmy Graham move clearly has not worked. But some of the other moves on the margins have clearly improved this team. The draft picks. Uh, some of them look promising. Some of them, like Josh Jackson, for example, don't. And so now this team is faced with an offseason wondering what's next. And we're going to get to that question in the second half of the show because I think there's a lot of meat on that particular bone. Should Aaron Rodgers be trotted out there for the final two games? Rodgers hasn't played a game in which the Packers have not been in at least playoff contention since basically 2008. So that would be an interesting call. He says he wants to play. We're going to get to all of that. But for the moment, I want to focus on this team, this game, and this season. Green Bay was in this game. And like they were all season, Mike McCarthy or otherwise, they couldn't come through with the plays they needed when they needed to make them. They couldn't get the lucky breaks that they needed. They they couldn't get the one catch. That Hail Mary at the end of the first half, Devontae Adams got two hands on it. And didn't even have to really out-jump anyone. Now, the defensive back, it was tough to tell who it was specifically. Did get his hand in there. If Devontae makes that catch, whole different game. There was the third and two run backed up in their own end. They run the ball with Jamal Williams. He trips. Can't get his feet up. If Aaron Jones isn't hurt, he's in the game. Probably creates a first down. Instead... Packers punt the ball. Tariq Cohen gets a nice return. It's 14-3 instead of the Packers with an opportunity to at least keep the ball and extend the drive or hold it to a 7-3 lead at halftime. In the first half, Aaron Rodgers, Equinemius St. Brown on a skinny post into the end zone. EQ doesn't bend it as far inside as Rodgers thinks he's going to and as far, frankly, as he probably should have. No safety in the middle of the field. Work to the open area. Rodgers throws it to where the where The receiver should be. The receiver doesn't get there. But he's open. He wins his matchup. This has been a problem all year. Are guys getting open? And then are they in the right places? And then is Rodgers making an accurate throw? It is a a multitude of breakdowns on a given play. And that's before we include the the play calling problems. I didn't have a a big problem with the play calls and, and the way that Joe Philbin called this game on Sunday. It was, again... Execution. Aaron Rodgers talked about it again after the game. This is the game they've played basically every week all season. They've just been a fraction off in the second half with a chance to get the momentum back with coming off a fumble. Aaron Rodgers on third and 10. Marquez Valdez Scantling burns Kyle Fuller, the same corner that EQ had beaten in the first half. Third and 10, down the field, just an overthrow. MVS running wide open down the middle of the field. No safety help. He's open. It's a touchdown if it's a good throw. And it's a huge play if it's even a mediocre throw. It's an overthrow. Rodgers missed open receivers in this game. So they couldn't commit to the running game because Aaron Jones is hurt. They, they did a pretty good job of keeping with it. They fought back in this game. Down 14-3, they came back to tie it. And they look like they were going to be right in the mix. And even when when Chicago goes up 24-14, they get the ball and march it right down the field. And it looks like they're going to have a chance to score a touchdown and, and give their defense a chance to get a stop. Aaron Rodgers off the hands of Jimmy Graham, who hasn't made an adversity catch all season. This ball was a little bit behind him. Roquan Smith able to get his hands on it. Tip drill, Eddie Jackson interception, and the the thing about it is the Packers get a stop, they get the ball back, and again they march it right down the field. They kick the field goal, now it's onside kick, it's 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 hope and pray time. But this is a game they lost by a touchdown, and I know that they were down, you know, double digits at multiple times during this game. But watching it, it didn't feel like they were that much worse than the, the Bears. They're not. And if you think about their two meetings this year, Deshaun Kaiser spots the Bears 10 points. Aaron Rodgers has to come back in the second half. But they win a close game without their best running back. They're probably their second best non-Rodgers offensive weapon. Not probably, definitely. They're still starting a free safety who's actively hurting them. And Jair Alexander has yet to fully blossom into the cornerback that he is. Bashad Breeland is not on the team yet. Kenny Clark and Mike Daniels are both on the field. They win that game in a wild one. Part of the reason it was wild is Deshaun Kaiser had to play snaps. And then in this game, Green Bay loses by a touchdown in a game. No Kevin King, no Kenny Clark, no Mike Daniels, no Nick Perry, no Brian Bulaga. And for most of the game, no Aaron Jones. Plus no Geronimo Allison. So down a cadre of starters, Green Bay loses by a touchdown at home. Now six of their eight losses are by a score or less, one score, basically one-score games, and the tie, clearly not a one-score game because it was tied, but that was a game that they had a lead, a two-score lead in the fourth quarter, and would have won by a a one-score margin had the Clay Matthews roughing penalty not happened. This team is going to win more games next year with a different coach, assuming they don't make uh, an incompetent hire. Just a replacement-level competent, solid coach And this is a 10-win team next year. By the way, they're going to get to play at least a third-place schedule depending how the season ends, maybe a fourth-place schedule. Close game record is something that ebbs and flows over a number of years. Even a team that consistently wins, you look at any of the teams that win on a regular basis, the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Ravens, the Packers, the close game record ebbs and flows because a lot of that is just a play here and a play there. And you can say good teams win close games. Okay, except that's not true. It is true that sometimes good teams win close games, but it is also true that sometimes good teams lose close games. Those are the only kinds of games you want to lose if you're a good team. Remember, the year the Packers won the Super Bowl, they were never at any point down more than a touchdown. But they lost six times. They were a good team. Good teams, the mark of a good team is beating teams down. That is the thing. You want a lot of big wins, not a lot of close wins, a lot of close wins. We saw this from the Raiders a couple years ago. They went 12-4, and winning a bunch of games in the fourth quarter. And the next year, they cratered. And and Raider fans and NFL people that don't understand how math works are looking around going, what happened? Well, they got lucky to win a bunch of close games last year. The Packers have a losing record despite having a positive point differential. The Dolphins have a hugely negative point differential, and they're a 500 team. So the the idea that you are what your record says you are is, statistically speaking, a myth. Now, this team, anyone who's watched them, and I assume most of you have watched them a lot this season, probably more than you would like at this point, given how this team has consistently just broken your heart over the course of the season. They have not made those one or two plays every game. They're in it against the Seahawks, in it against the Lions, in it against the Rams, in it against the Patriots, trick plays in that one, in it against the Vikings. Every week, they're in these games. It took multiple trick plays in New England to lose to the Patriots by double digits, and it took a a really bizarre brain fart game from Randall Cobb and a, a sluggish performance off a draining game, overtime game that went the distance against the Vikings. They basically played a game and a half or a game and a quarter, I guess, because you play the full 10-minute overtime. But on a hot day, that that was just a, a weird situation. Otherwise, they're in every other game against good teams. This team isn't that far from being good. They just didn't make the plays that they needed to make consistently enough. And that is a coaching problem. It is, in part, a talent problem. And it is your star players not performing up to their abilities. In this case, we're speaking specifically about Aaron Rodgers. Because Devontae Adams played like a superstar this year. And David Bakhtiari, when he was healthy, played like a superstar. And Aaron Jones, when he was afforded the opportunities, played like a star. Corey Lindsley is an unsung hero at center. Played great all year. Blake Martinez, solid dude. Mike Daniels and Kenny Clark are studs. They played like it all year. The guy who didn't is the guy under center. The guy getting the most money in league history. The guy that Packer fans will tell you is the greatest quarterback to ever play. The guy that I have said is the best quarterback I've ever seen. And I think is the best quarterback ever. He has not played well enough this year. And there there are a ton of reasons for that. It's not just the injury, but the injury is a factor. It's not just Mike McCarthy, but Mike McCarthy was a factor. It's not just the turmoil among the offensive line, but that was a factor. It wasn't just injuries with the receivers, but that was a factor. It all matters. And to to dismiss all of this context... To just say Aaron Rodgers needs to be better. Which, by the way, we saw from some some vocal members of the Pacorati. Leroy Butler had some things to say about Rodgers being the GOAT. Some talk show hosts. You know, Aaron Rodgers getting paid to be the best player in the league and didn't play like it this year. That's true. That is objectively true. But there's also a lot of extenuating circumstances. Most people consider Tom Brady to be the greatest quarterback ever. He has not played like the greatest quarterback ever this season. And part of the reason is they don't have any help. James White is a solid receiving back. Gronk is fully washed. They don't have a receiver. For all of you guys that wanted the Packers to trade for Josh Gordon, he's just not reliable in a lot of different ways. They've got a solid offensive line and no skill position players in New England. So even though Josh McDaniels and Bill Belichick are really good coaches and they've got really good schemes, they just don't have the bodies. They don't have the dudes. Well, the Packers have the dudes, but they don't have the coaching. They don't have the execution. And injuries played a huge role in this season once again. So this this game was the Packers' season in microcosm. Aaron Rodgers had opportunities he missed. The offensive line struggled, had injuries, because they had to play injured guys, they have more injuries during the game, inconsistency and miscommunications with the receivers, and you just they just didn't get those, those few plays they needed to get. The Bears got the punt return from Tariq Cohen. They fell on a couple of their own fumbles. They got the interception. Green Bay couldn't get Mitch Trubisky to give them the ball. They couldn't jump on those turnovers when the ball is on the ground. They couldn't get a big play on special teams. Everything is so hard for this team. They have they can only win a certain kind of way, and it's if Aaron Rodgers is Superman. In some ways, this mega deal for him is back pay. Even when he was among the highest paid quarterbacks before, he was doing so much more for his team than those guys were for their team. And you look at it and you say, now, when he, when he has to do that and can't, Look at what this team is, and it was built that way, and that's what has to change. That's what has to change. The foundation of this team has to change, and it doesn't have to change in terms of it's Aaron Rodgers. No, it should continue to be Aaron Rodgers, but this team needs to prop him up in ways that it hasn't before because he is not... 2011 Aaron Rodgers anymore he's not even 2014 Aaron Rodgers anymore but that doesn't mean he can't still be a great player that doesn't mean he can't still be the best quarterback in football because at the beginning of last year he still went into Dallas and beat Dallas when Dallas was good on the last possession of the game he still brought his team back and and just and just ripped the Bengals hearts out at Lambeau he's still that guy And we've seen flashes of it. He can still make those throws. We saw it against the Bears. We saw it against the best defense in the league in the second half. Still the best half of offensive football anyone has played against Chicago all season. And he did it on one leg. So it's still in there. I mean, we've seen Drew Brees go through these ebbs and flows where he's great and he's great and and then he's off a little bit for a year or two. But then he comes back, he gets the right coach, the right talent around him. He's had the right coach, but he gets a little bit more talent around him. Alvin Kamara shows up. Michael Thomas explodes. Taron Armstead, the offensive line, coalesce a little bit. And now all of a sudden, they're back to being unstoppable. Phillip Rivers wandered in the desert for a couple years. They rebuilt his offensive line. They retooled his weapons. And now look, they might be the best team in the AFC. Statistical probability says Green Bay is going to win more of these close games next year. They're probably going to be better. They'd also suggest Aaron Rodgers is going to play better. And if they make the right hire with coaching and they can just add a little bit, they're close talent-wise. If they can just add a little bit, they can be right back in the mix as NFC contenders next season. And even though the Packers games, the final two weeks are no longer going to matter, they can still matter for your bank account you can still fill your pockets at MyBookie. And there's so many ways that you can win. Live in-game betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, prop bets, and all the usual money line. All of that good stuff, plus the most rewarding player perks... In the business right now, when you use the promo code lockdown25, you'll get a dollar for dollar deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. That's right. They're just gonna give you money. If you put some in, they give you money, they match it dollar for dollar, up to a thousand dollars. And if you make a deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern time, any deposit over a hundred dollars, you get an additional twenty-five dollars in free play. So what are you waiting for? Go to MyBookie and make that deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON25. And if you do it after 7 p.m., in addition to that dollar-for-dollar deposit bonus, you'll get 25 more free dollars because at MyBookie, you play, you win, you get paid.
1: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: I think a lot of Packer fans now are are looking at the NFL season and thinking, now what? What do I root for? What do I care about? Do I care about any of this? Do I just root for chaos? I think, number one, only you can decide if you want to actively root against the Bears and the Vikings. I have a feeling I know how a lot of fans are going to come down on that. I know that there will be a group of fans who are going to be cheering against someone like Drew Brees. Because if he wins a Super Bowl, there's going to be a lot of talk about he should be ahead of Aaron Rodgers because he has two Super Bowls and Aaron Rodgers only has one. That will, however, validate any Packer fan who also believes that a season or two of turnaround time and this team can once again be a Super Bowl contender. Aaron Rodgers has said he wants to play the last two games. The fact that my family and I are going to the game for Christmas in New York does not change the fact that I don't think he should play. And I have said all season that I that I think... For as long as the playoffs are a possibility, he should be out there. And then once he's once it's not, he should not be out there. So it's time to wrap up his season. And I'm sure he'd love to get to 30 touchdown passes or, or whatever. I'm sure he'd like to start a new consecutive throws without an interception streak. But the reality is there's no reason to risk a serious injury with Rodgers. And I know you can say, okay, well, we trust him, whatever. There's non-contact injuries. There's, there's just too much can go wrong and not enough can go right. I, I, I just don't see the upside. Maybe you can make the case week 17 against Detroit. If, there was, if it was week 16 and it was in Detroit, I might say, let him play. Because that defense isn't great. And he would have been more unlikely to get hit. But it's going to be outside the next two games. It's going to be cold. The fields could be in rough shape. There could be snow. There could be weather. There's just no reason. And you want to to see Deshaun Kaiser. You probably want to shut down Brian Bulaga. You'd love to see some of these young receivers get some more work. You'd love to see Kendall Donerson get on the field. You'd love to see Oren Burks get on the field. I think there is a question about what to do with Josh Jackson. Because once again, he just doesn't look like He's playing the same speed as everyone out there, and I know that he. he there are some actual legitimate speed concerns with him, but some of the, so many of the other athletic markers are there for him, and he just he just looks a step slow. And I don't know if it's because he's thinking too much. It is worth pointing out that he was a late bloomer at Iowa, so it could take him a little while. And cornerbacks are notoriously bad as rookies. Marshawn Lattimore's year last year. Is an aberration. Jair Alexander's year, even this year, is an aberration. Denzel Ward, the it is a, an extremely difficult position to play. Is now the time to say, hey, we'd love to move you to safety and just see how you do for a game or two, and maybe, and maybe they let him practice at safety for two weeks and then unveil him as a safety and, and against the Lions. I mean, that could work because the games don't matter so much. You can practice all week at safety and still go play corner. I understand that then you, you know you still, you still have to be aware of the game plan, you still have to know where the corners are, you still have to know who the receivers are, you still have to to game plan to prepare. But I think it, it is it is worth experimenting with for at least one week because I, I just it's hard for me to believe, unless this team wants to go full zone next year, and I don't think that's in the best interest of the, the other players on this team, I just think that he has to be a safety. That's something that they're going to have to figure out. I'd love to see Jamon Moore get a little bit more time on the field. I think the Packers should do what they did with Jordy Nelson at the end of last season and just say, Devontae Adams, you're just, I'm sorry, my guy. You just can't play anymore because we don't want to get you hurt. Aaron Jones hurt his knee again. I think Green Bay has to look at prioritizing a pass-catching running back. In this, in this draft, in this offseason, whatever it is, someone with some legit speed. You watch Tariq Cohen and all the things that they can do with him and all of the ways that he stresses a defense. I mean, I think I think the Packers offense has talent, but I think that there are still ways that they can get to the, this next level. I understand fans want the edge rusher. They want a safety, all of that. I get it. But when you look at this team, what, what would they look like with a real, with Jimmy Graham closer to his prime? What would they look like if Ty Montgomery had reached his potential as a pass-catching running back? What would they look like if some of those moves had worked out the way that they had hoped? Well, they can they can still make those moves. It's not over. So right now, that they need to go into an evaluation process. That is what these last two weeks are for. Who can play and who can't? And if you can't, is there some other way that you can help? And the guys that can afford to rest should rest. And the guys who can't afford to rest need to be out there. Guys like Equinemia St. Brown needs to be out there. Marquez valdez scantling needs to be out there. They need to be practicing. They need to be preparing every week as NFL players because that's what being an NFL player is. And Rodgers should still practice. Devontae Adams should still practice because you want to set the tone. You want to continue week in and week out to have them show the young players what it's like to be professionals. But this year is no longer about this year. This year is now about 2019, 2020, and beyond.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: All right, I think uh, from now on, or at least the final two weeks from now on, it's only we only have two more weeks, but I'm going to dedicate a day to off-season checklists and, and ideas because who the games don't matter. And we did this a little bit last year, but I, I don't I don't feel like I need to dig in deeply to the scouting reports and give you guys the, the full lowdown on you know the the New York Jets backup running back and who this rookie tight end is and all of that. You don't care. You want the Packers to not embarrass themselves against the Jets. That is what you want. What you also want is to talk about free agency. You want to talk about the draft all of that you want to talk about coaches and and by the time the Packers hire a coach it is my goal because it's gonna it's gonna happen relatively quickly we're gonna get in in a week or two a list is gonna start to form we're gonna see who gets fired in that first week we're gonna find out who those top candidates are and and who wants who who's gonna be available who's interested we're gonna find out is Lincoln Riley interested in going to the NFL or is he not is Josh McDaniels interested in another head coaching job, or is he not? There's a lot of information we're going to gather, and and by the time the Packers make a hire, I would like to have written about every head coach so that that fans have an idea of who this new guy is and whether or not he was the best choice. I have my idea of who the best choice is, but I don't think there's only one good choice. There's just what I think is a best choice, so that's something we'll talk about as I write about it and as we, we hear more things, as I, as I mentioned, this can become part of what we do every week. Remember, you can still follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Lockdown Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a rating, a review, anything to help raise the profile of what is already the number one NFL show on the On NFL Podcast Network. Hit me up with your draft crushes, your free agent wish lists, your coaching wish lists. Give it to me all. We're going to spend tomorrow going over your questions, going over your comments, your criticisms, your, your hopes and dreams. So send me more of that at the Locked On Packers fan hotline, 920-341-3775. Even though the Packers season is basically over, there are still reasons to stay locked on, Packers. Packers.